Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're speaking about blending spirituality with our business. Now, before the conversation, I let my guests know, hey, this is kind of new to me. But as our conversation developed, I realized that actually I do have some spiritual practices, albeit maybe not a whole lot of them, in place in my business. My guest is Ruby Lee, and she's a seven-figure intuitive business coach who guides soul-led entrepreneurs to grow and earn authentically in their coaching practice online. Just three years ago, she left her corporate job as a tech startup recruiter, and today she leads a freedom-based lifestyle where she travels through Australia and the world when possible with her young family in tow. So enjoy this conversation Blending Spirituality and Business with Ruby Lee. So Ruby, I love to ask, what is it that you spend your days doing? I know that there's all different sides to us, so you can answer that however you like. On a very current note, I have just relocated from Melbourne to the Gold Coast and it's been so much fun. I've just found us a brand new home. And so I'm here with my family. I've got a five-year-old son and I have a stepson who's 13 who comes up to the coast during school holidays. So we've got this big old house that we now need to furnish. And I have been so gloriously distracted with all things interior design. And I know that you're in the same boat as Ooh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's... If, if you were to ask me currently what I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of interior design, like research and, and my Pinterest porn oh has my just gosh. gone like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I think if you looked at my Pinterest, you could see what we're trying to make decisions around. Like it just goes through phases. Right now it's all front door designs. Before that, it was like mirrors for the bathroom. There's just a hundred mirror photos that I'm saving and trying to make a decision on. Right. And then pre-COVID, mine was all travel. Do we go to Italy? Do we go to Greece? It's so true. It's such a great reflection of life and, you know, where you're at in your journey right now. But no, I guess on the business front. So I'm an online business coach. I work a lot with spiritual entrepreneurs. So a lot of the women that I partner with and men are healers, intuitives, guides, psychic mediums, tarot readers, human design specialists. So basically to me, it's it's the world that I've been in and I help them grow and scale their businesses to meet their first million dollars. And it has just been such a ball doing that whilst being a digital nomad, traveling for most of my business actually, which is just about to turn three years old. And I guess ever since COVID has happened, a lot of it has been brought, you know, to to ground here in, in Australia, which has been so beautiful, uh, connecting back in with the Australian audience. And I'll tell you what, there are a lot of beautiful spiritual souls right here in Australia that are doing amazing things out there. So that's that's my day to day and the beautiful humans that I get to work with on a daily basis. 
So well said. So well said. Aren't there like, oh, just so many amazing people around us. Ruby, your business has evolved and you started off, your, the work that you did for a job is pretty different to the work that you do now. I'd love you just to step us through just what that evolution has looked like and also the reasons behind those those decisions that you made and the changes. Oh, wow. Yes. I love this question. There's been many evolutions and I will often joke with my clients and audience that I'm the girl that almost from the outside looking in, you think, make a bloody decision already. Ah. Which, which <laughs> one are you doing? And I am the ultimate non-nisha. I just go with whatever comes to me from an intuitive flow point of view. But I forged a career in accounting, accounting into HR. So that made up 10 years of my corporate life. And it was amazing. I ended up working for a tech startup and was helping a lot of the startups in Melbourne really grow their teams. So I was the head of recruitment and people and culture. It was so much fun. And the thing is being around the tech startup culture is you get bitten by the entrepreneurial bug very quickly. You're constantly in conversations around funding, around, you know, growth and marketing and new business ideas. And so began this season of side hustling for me. I side hustled for a good few years, three years, I'd say minimum. And I started to do career coaching on the side. And that was fantastic. It was actually a really great creative outlet for me to get to know business and how to build a website, how to get payment systems working, how to create a customer journey. And that was all well and good, but it was still very much a hobby. You know, I I hadn't really taken it too seriously until I fell pregnant with my son and everything started to change. I was like, nope, I don't think I want to go back to work full time. I want to have freedom to travel the world with my young family. And I had this vision of being this digital nomadic family with two kids going all around the world, defying all the odds. But I knew I had to set up an online business to do this. So sure enough, the universe started to show me some other potential ways to create a business. And it wasn't in career coaching anymore. I started to get a lot of questions around, hey, Ruby, you've done the side hustling thing for a few years. Can you show us how you built a six-figure side hustle? Because at this point, my husband had joined the business and we had hit six figures, which was Mm -hmm. incredible. Amazing. And all of our questions started funneling towards side hustle, side hustle, side hustle. So I became a side hustle coach and I was helping people balance their day jobs. A lot of my clients had young children, small humans in their life, and also wanting to start their own business. And I did that for about 18 months. It was a beautiful season. And then it just started to evolve again into business coaching in in the purest sense of the form of everyone's full time into it, wanting to scale online. And because by this stage I was traveling, I was also attracting a lot of clients who wanted to learn how to scale their business whilst traveling and with children. So do you see how, I don't know, through all these stages, it's been a reflection of the life stage that I've been in and a reflection of that. It's been wonderful to follow that. And Of course, with that comes a lot of 
imposter syndrome and, oh my God, I'm just trying to work this shit out on my own, let alone coaching <laughs> other people, but let's just go with it. Let's do it. And so that, that was amazing. And in that season, we had come super close to hitting our first million dollars in our business. And I went through a bit of a moment where I felt so unworthy and so like almost uh, it was like an out of body experience of hang on a second. Have I just been faking my way through this? Hang on a second. How is it possible that I've made almost a million dollars in my business just through doing all the things? And I don't know, I kind of went into this spiritual cycle of I need to discover who I am and why I'm here and what is my purpose. And that has now led us to this season of really bringing in different spiritual modalities of finding myself and in doing that, helping my clients do the same. And I swear, Emily, like as soon as that switched, my clients almost overnight instantly changed to intuitives. It's just magical. You said right at the start that it was something like you feel as though outsiders might think, which you just make up her mind. But it's funny because I probably first came across you when you were the side hustle coach. And I never, I've never had that thought like, oh, would she make up her mind? I've always thought this girl knows what she's doing. So I think it's really interesting, like what we think maybe people think of us and then what the actual perception is. It's so true. The inner critic is always louder than how you're actually showing up in this world. And it's so important to see and recognize when it is your inner critic or when it is a moment to actually hold the mirror up and reflect that back, but also other times where you can literally tell your inner voice to just sit down and shut up (laughs) and it's all good. We've got, we're going to get this together. And uh, I think finding that balance in all those different voices comes from a place where you can really ground into whatever modalities, I think we're going to get into that later on, but whatever modalities helps you really clarify that. Absolutely. Has it been quite an evolution for you, the spirituality, when you were working in your day job and your basically your life back then, did you have any spiritual practices or what did that look like then? The only spiritual practice I had was journaling. And even back then, the, the form of journaling that I did was very much um, top level. I suppose you could say that it was almost just a uh, maybe even just like the, you know, those five minute bullet journals and you kind of just like put stuff out there or write a one liner about gratefulness or try and, you know, write some affirmations. It was all on that path, but it wasn't until I started to really search for who I am and diving deeper into the purpose that I'm here for that, that even the journaling started to go a lot deeper. And then from that place, more and more came to me around what other tools I could reach to and other tools that called to me, but definitely not in corporate. I was so not in tune with any of that. I didn't even really know how to look at it. Oh, and maybe the only other thing. Yeah. And and this is from 
teenage years, I suppose, <laughs> was reading my star signs and, and you know, getting in the Dolly into- magazines. Did totally. you used to do- yes, Dolly to- magazines, I- Dolly mags, girlfriend, all of that, Cosmo. And, and even when I picked it up, you know, at your local Woolies or whatever, it was Safeway when I was growing up and you would um, flick to the, the back of the magazine and yes. look up your Zodiac. <laughs> I did that pretty much all through my corporate life around what your day would be like, what challenges you would face. I freaking love that. So they were probably the two main things. <laughs> so it was certainly there, but um, not not really lent into or explored until more recently. So very, very cool. I'd love to hear. And I said, before we hit record, I'm like, just, just know I'm coming at this with like very like little baseline knowledge or experience of, you know, that's what I, what I think in spirituality. So I'm here to learn and understand and to be schooled, but I'd love to start off with how has, has your leaning into an exploration of spirituality changed the way that you do business and the way that business feels and yeah, the way that you run your business. I'd just love to hear kind of how business has changed for you and how you've changed as a business owner through this journey. If I'm to think about it in that respect, it's really brought a full 180 in how I did do business in the career, coaching, even side hustle season where it really was all about the frameworks and the step-by-step and working out the strategy and the operations and really getting super hands-on in the inner workings of how the business would operate. But once I started to switch into business coaching and then business coaching for intuitives, a lot of that started to move from the operations into the feeling of what was in alignment and truly what felt good in business, how I wanted to show up every day, how I wanted to earn and sell, how I wanted to serve and coach. And none of that can be answered through a framework or a certain step-by-step way of doing things because it, it really does come so deeply from your intuition. And everybody has a unique code of almost their life and, and let alone their business. But I feel when I was just starting out before I had opened up that beautiful spiritual box, Pandora's box in, in the most gorgeous way, it felt very black and white. And then I went over here. I was like, well, what's in this beautiful treasure chest and opened it up and all the rainbows just spilled out of, okay, well, this is how we can now do business. And this is how we're going to take it to that next level. So you've hit the nail on the head around it's turned more into a head space decision to a heart centered feeling decision in business. Having said that, I feel as though I do operate a lot from the heart. So that's good to know. And it's funny, my, um, my partner coded is very much, well, he, I don't know, but he approaches things. We approach things differently and he likes to have like all those details and the step-by-step is black and white. And I'm like, yeah, but it just feels right you know? (laughs) So it's quite funny. Definitely. And you need to have both. I'm so grateful that I went through that season of working out the things that did and didn't work. I mean, a lot of people will say, how do you do business in such flow and with so much ease? Well, I'm like, because a lot of the systems that are in place have backed that up. So I've stayed up till 
one o'clock in the morning trying to plug in my freaking Kartra system and workout funnels. Like we've all been there. And there are times where you just feel like, oh, none of it's working. And you wake up in the morning and you realize, hang on a second, I've done something really cool now. And I'd really love some more clarity on how to get this done faster and calling on whatever you believe in. But, you know, I like to say higher self, the future version of yourself coming into this space and going, you know what, Emily, it's all good. Like from over here, we're all set. You, you just need to like get out of the detail and know that things will be looked at after for you. And the answers always come that way. What would you say for those that are just new to this, myself included, do you have certain ways that you like to introduce your clients to this way of approaching business and of life, really? Well, I guess I'm about to say, do you have a step-by-step <laughs> as to how to do this? But what, what, how can we kind of get our feet wet and start exploring this space? Okay, so I'll explain this through an example that one of my clients had recently gone through. So she said to me, she's about to do a, a webinar funnel, and um, she said to me, Okay, so at the end of the webinar, what do I offer? Do I offer a small group program, a tiny offer, or just something free that they can continue to consume, right? The three sort of offerings that you can have at the end of a webby. And she's like, tell me the answer. Give me the answer. What's the correct answer? And just for a minute there, I mean, you know, as coaches, you you never really want to provide your answer. You want to have that come from a place that feels energetically aligned for them. So I could have said to her, oh yeah, throw in the 12 week group program. That sounds like a really perfect next offer. She could get to the webinar and go, oh my God, I don't want to offer this. I wish I had offered the tiny offer instead. So I said to her, okay, just let's just take a minute. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to visualize yourself in the webinar And just as you're about to close it off for Q&A, there's a little space in there that you're making the offer. What is coming to you right now in that moment? What feels excited, elevated, is making you just jump out of your skin with joy to offer that? And she said to me, it's the small offer. I can't wait to put it out there. It's only $29 and it's packed full of value. Fantastic. Let's go with that. So often it's not seeking the answer that feels most logical, but it's coming into a place where your intuition, which is linked to your emotions, which is linked to your feelings, is helping you connect to the best possible outcome. And she went on, did the webinar, made 15 more sales off the back of that. It was her first ever webinar as well, which was incredible. So I'm like, girlfriend, that is so amazing. And I just think there's moments like that where we get to stop and pause and go, We know that there is the obvious choice, but what if there was another choice that was more obvious and more linked to your energetic connection to the product? So sometimes it really is just giving yourself a minute to breathe, to have your hand placed on your heart or around your heart chakra, around your chest and taking in three big, deep breaths. Three is really important because that's what will help you really reset in the moment that you're in. And then just ask the question, what will you have me do? What will you have me say? What is the best possible outcome? What is the outcome that is going to be the least possible resistance in this situation? The answer comes to you more often than not. And it's, it's such a beautiful way just to connect with your inner self from that point of view. So good, Ruby. And it had me thinking around 
the way that we can often think that the answer is out there and that someone else has the answer, but actually what you're saying is it's trusting that we have the answer inside us. Absolutely. And I know of all the coaches that I've worked with and the mentors that I've brought into my own team and my own business, the ones that I tend to be drawn to and that I hire and keep hiring are the ones that don't give me the answer, but they help me find the answer. Which can feel frustrating in the moment. You're like, but can't you just tell tell me? me? (laughs) (laughs) Just like my client, she was so just black and white about it. Okay, as my coach, you've just got to tell me the answer. I'm like, well, I could tell you an answer, but it's not the answer. Uh, so true, so true. But it makes us, it's, it's empowers, it would have empowered your client to then actually, yeah, really lean into what felt good to her. And then instead of doing something that she was only doing because you told her to, and then if it didn't go well or if she didn't enjoy it, it's kind of, you know, she's probably like, well, you told me to do that and it didn't work. It's like, actually, you can figure this out and lean into what feels really good to you based on already having, you've, you've, picked up knowledge, you've picked up systems and strategies, and now you get to execute it in the way that feels really good to you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the next part of this conversation comes with, okay, so you feel good about it. And sometimes almost instantly you start to doubt that all over again, hang away, but what if that's wrong? Or did, did I mishear that? Or maybe I should just go with what everybody else is doing and it's the fail-safe way of, of creating abundance in our business and whatnot. And then you think to yourself, well, how do I know for sure? And this is where we get to play around with the signs and where we get to ask for guidance through the everyday. And I love signs. I love leaning into whatever way in which it comes to you. So for some of my clients, it comes through numbers. So 111, 1234777, whatever your numbers are, and it shows up on number plates, on your digital clock, whatever that looks like. Other times it will come in the form of you know, an actual, like maybe it's a spirit animal, butterflies or birds of some kind and certain dogs. Like one of my clients said she was at the park one day and she was going for a walk in complete confusion with what to do next in her business. And this little tiny brown dog runs up to her, no owners in sight. And she just looked at this dog and she's like, oh my God, it has this energy as though it's my dog from my childhood, same sort of energy and just wagging its little tail. And she's just like, oh my gosh, he's like, is that you? I forgot his name, but it's like, is that you? And he was just so happy. And she's like, he always represented her inner child and playfulness and connection. And then he just ran off somewhere else. Like, and she's like, oh, that's so interesting. But what she got from that was have fun, play, connect with your inner child. You literally can't F it up. You can't do anything wrong. Just go and play. And she took that energy, placed that into her business, had so much fun with the launch and it ended up being an amazing launch for her. But the signs are around if you allow for them to show and reveal themselves to you. How do you suggest we start, I guess, starting to be aware, starting noticing? How do you suggest that we can do that? ask just honestly if you ask for a sign and and actually i would even encourage you to ask for a freaking ridiculous ridiculous sign that you just kind of go there is no way 
I will see that or find that or hear that. I'm so excited right now. I'm thinking of what I'm going to be asking for. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so cool. It's like I've heard of I've heard of people saying I want to see an a, like a a pink lion. Show me a pink lion. <laughs> and no joke, the whole day went by, no pink lion. And right at the end of the day, they're in their car, they're in LA, they look up at the billboard and there's an ad and the ad is a pink lion. And she freaked out. She's like, oh my God. And she's like, I think there were people on the other side of her car going, what is with this chick? What's going on here? But there's, there's so many beautiful moments where that's happened. Another client of mine, she, um, she was asking for, it's really beautiful, simple symbol, the infinity symbol. And that was just her sign of, you know, she was being looked after, that she was being guided. And she was doing her hair that day and the hair tie fell on the ground and it fell in the shape of an infinity symbol. (laughs) Wow. How can you explain that? Oh my gosh. I love it. So cool. I'm going to start putting it out there. And you mentioned previously about modalities. What are these? And how can we explore these as business owners? Okay, so modalities come in all different shapes and forms and spiritual tools. So I'll name a couple today on the podcast, but know that there are so many others that you can go and explore. And let's just riff on a couple. So they could be oracle cards, tarot cards, crystals. Uh, They could be numbers, as we've mentioned, human design, astrology, numerology there's so many different forms in which you can go into for others as they start to deepen their spiritual experience it might be through plant medicine or through transcendental meditation and levitation it just keeps on going it's so incredible and some of those things right now are flat out not going to resonate with you and you'll literally have a list of things like oh i don't think i'll ever do that And these are some things that I would try and explore. I remember the first time I walked into like a metaphysical store where they sell crystals and sage and beautiful things, tarot and all of that. And I I was so scared I had to drag my husband in. (laughs) You're like, what are they going to do to me? (laughs) I'm like, what if they cast a spell on me? (laughs) And And he's always been more open to the spiritual side than, than I've been, which is so, so funny because, yeah, people that meet us now, they wouldn't believe that. But he was the one who actually really encouraged me to go into this world. And so I still remember it was a beautiful shop in Northcote in Melbourne. They were so beautiful. And I still remember the owner of the store. Her name was Sue. And she said, welcome. What are you here for today? And I said, I have no idea. And she's like, but you've been led here. And, and she gave me this piece of advice. In metaphysical stores where you've got crystals, they tend to bunch the crystals up in colors or, or, you know, give you an idea of these are all the green and red crystals and whatnot. And she said, go to the crystals and run your eye over the entire collection and see what colors are calling to you because colors mean a lot that if you see them, if you're able to see all colors of the spectrum, then they mean a lot to you. They all have meaning. And so I immediately got called to the yellow and orange section of the crystals. And I picked up my first crystal, which was a citrine. And I remember holding this little baby citrine pretty much for a whole month, not knowing really what to expect. 
but I just drew from its energy. Its energy was all about uh, abundance and clarity and, and vitality. And I can tell you that month was one of the best months in my business from an income perspective, from an energetic point of view. And ever since then, I just fell in love with working with gems and crystals. So there'll be different things that you'll find that will call to you in in that way, but perhaps in a different modality. So interesting. I'd love to hear, Ruby, how you, being such an uber successful business person, what role now does this spirituality play when you are strategizing with your business? Kind of what does that balance look like? For instance, if you're looking at, I know that you've you've recently done a rebrand and a and uh, kind of a reinvention, if I can say that maybe, of your business. I just love to hear how you combine these things into your decision making and into those strategies. So let's take another modality. So we'll use Oracle and Tarot cards. They're different in their own respect, in respect, but I use them a lot in the way that I create in my business. So so good. It's so good. So with the rebrand, I went, my business used to be called Own Your Hustle, and now it's called Rituals in Business. And I remember in this transition, I was asking for all the signs and I was drawing from my Oracle card deck and it's by this beautiful, beautiful woman called Rebecca Campbell. And I love her card decks. They really speak to me. And I remember I I pulled this card from the deck, which basically said returning home. And oh, even just saying that, like full goosebumps, because I instantly knew what that card meant. So it was almost, Ruby, you've done the whole big circle around and you've come back to remembering who you are again. And you've come back to the soul contract that you've signed. You've come back to the purpose work that you were always meant to do, that you were destined to do in this world. And it's going to be in the form of this rebrand. So I take the, the, the energy from that card and I use that as an anchor, I'm returning home. What else could that mean? What else could, how, how else could I use this message? And so then this becomes part of my social media messaging of if you're someone who feels like you've gone through many life changes and you've come to a point now where you're returning back to who you are, then perhaps my business can help you do this as well. So just from drawing from that card in the tarot deck, I might be drawing a particular card and the card that I pulled was the 10 of pentacles. And that card represents a lot of money and abundance and material goodness in your life. And I remember thinking to myself, yes, that card. Yes. And it wasn't for me. It was very, very clear. The 10 of pentacles represented the people who would enroll in my course. They course and business and masterminds and whatnot. They would feel incredible abundance coming out of the work, the body of work that I serve them through. And that was super, super clear to me. And so then my messaging, my emails would be all around abundance and calling in your desires and knowing your business can 1000% support your dreams. Thank you for sharing. I've, I, that was really awesome to kind of understand how, yeah, how you weave these things in and how they really help guide you by the sounds of it with your business. And um, I'm definitely excited to to explore and everything. 
Is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't yet asked you as we come towards the end of our, of our chat? I hope firstly it's helped spark some inspiration where you can absolutely draw from energies and vibrations that are around us always. The only other thing I want to add is when you are being guided, whether it's growing your Instagram, growing an audience, growing a business, know that you're always being shown the answers. You're always being told and led and guided. So if you are wanting to hear from your higher self more or from God, angels, universe, whoever or whatever form in which you want to communicate through, all you need to do is ask and start being open to seeing what modalities are calling through to you. And it's it's so beautiful when that particular practice comes and it's something you can really anchor to and give it a really good go for a couple of months, just like as though you're forming a habit, the same goes with your spiritual practice as well. And do you think that's a case of creating that space as well, rather than keeping busy and filling our brains and filling ourselves and our time, it's actually allowing ourselves that space to let these things appear to us and be seen and drop in? I mean, yes, you you don't really, I'm not of the notion where you have to create a certain hour in your day to do this. It can happen at any time. So for instance, I was 10 minutes early to picking up my son at school and I just sat in my car, closed my eyes and aircon blaring because it's (laughs) so humid here in Queensland, but I'm just like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. I just really sat in this place of gratefulness for grateful for the car, grateful for aircon, grateful for my child's education, grateful for all the money that was flowing in that day. And it must have been about five minutes. And I woke up feeling so energetically full and bouncing again. I just kind of got to this point in the day where I was run low. I was exhausted and tired. I wanted a nap, but that five minutes was enough to tap in and create space and and enough to drop in. And it it can happen in an instant. I was sitting on the balcony and just before this, um, this interview, and I saw three blue butterflies just dancing with each other in the sky. And I just thought, wow, I wonder how many other people are going to see this today. And if that was meant for me and I might then go ahead and look that up interpret that there's so many cool resources online what does three dancing blue butterflies mean and you can read through obviously there can be a lot of crap on the internet but the things that jump out at you and that you look at and you're like oh wow that's meant for you that's meant for you so you can drop in at any time I'm excited to start leaning into what you've shared. So thank you, Ruby, so much for sharing just a little taster of all that you have. Where can everyone go to connect with you, find you, follow you? Oh, thank you so much, guys, for listening to to the end. I'm so happy that you're here. And best interviewer, Emily. Seriously, it's no surprise how well your podcast does. It's just freaking amazing. Okay. So I also have a podcast called Rituals to Seven. If you want to look that up, Rituals is spelt uniquely R-I-C-H-U-A-L-S. Or you can find me on Instagram. I am at underscore Ruby Lee underscore. 
So good. And I think I heard on your podcast that your idea or the new business name came to you in the shower. Is that right? <laughs> totally. And, and see this, and there is another modality working with elements. So for me, I communicate and receive through water. So if I'm swimming in the shower, in the bath, bam, I always get creative ideas. For some of you, it's fire. So have your candle lit, you know, and just like, oh, it's so beautiful. For some of you, it's um, if it's wind or air, lots and lots of breath work, like a ton of that to, to gain clarity, you know, so and just find what that looks like. If it's earth, kick your shoes off, ground it in the, in the sand or, or somewhere really beautiful. I feel like that's me. Perhaps I'm earth because like during, especially during COVID, I would just go to a park and literally, yeah, take my shoes off and just feel the, feel the soil and the grass. And I just go, and I still do that. Like just go lie there and feel it. So, mm. oh my God. Yeah. You know what? So (laughs) just before the end of the, the really bad lockdown season in Melbourne, I remember going for a zombie walk. I was literally like such a zombie because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Like, I'm not even kidding. No one was around, but I hugged a tree. I just, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, hello tree. I just needed to ground to mother earth. I needed to feel her in, in my bones. And because I, you know, live in an apartment, it was just so needed and it'll call to you. The different elements will call. Oh, Ruby, we will speak again soon. It's been so great to chat with you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.